Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D and D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home. But not before they find themselves along the way. I am your dungeon master, Riley Wesson, and I am joined by my friends, my players, and my my playmates. No, hey guys. <laughs> excuse me. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. I have a prior commitment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I actually don't want to do this. (laughs) What if we just hung out? Yeah, we can just hang out. Let's just chill for the next two hours. Forget about it. Uh, Hi, uh, I'm Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. What location encountered in the campaign has your character felt the most at home in, or just generally liked the most? That's nice. Um, For Cecil, I think he really enjoyed Bummerfield. I think he enjoyed just kind of walking around the streets there. I think he enjoyed feeling like he could be powerful there. Mm. I think he enjoyed just running around as a dog in the streets. And a bear. And a bear, too. He did do a lot of animal transformations in Bummerfield. Yeah. Lovely. Hi, my name is Andy Deinhart. I'm the voice of Victoria Hightower. And I would say for Victoria, this has been a wild adventure, and she's enjoyed everywhere they've gone. But the place I would say she feels at home with the most is in the van with the guys Hmm. uh she feels safe there they've had some cool conversations like when they were uh planning to do the little circus routine and yeah they're just they've that's been private moments for just them and so i'd say van with her bros hello my name is danielle grisco and i play brian tolkien for the sake of this podcast and Hmm. uh solely for the sake of this podcast yeah, Brian don't ask is... you to do anything outside of this podcast. Don't... Yeah, don't don't ask. <laughs> you you don't role play Brian anywhere else. Well, just on this podcast. I, mean, oh I do it my own personal time. <laughs> this is my own personal time. But uh, <laughs> the, Danielle yeah. and Jackson just gave a look Their that made me incredibly so uncomfortable. Cute. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so Brian has felt most uh, comfortable in anywhere in this entire campaign um, in uh, in the school before they were transported to this entirely weird <laughs> realm. That was comfortable. That was known. That was homey. He knew where all of the people that he cared about were and what they were doing, even if he was stuck in detention, which was not typical. But he definitely was most comfortable there before this campaign even technically started. Yeah. So the place that he felt most comfortable on this adventure was before the adventure started. <laughs> And or the nurse's office after the adventure started. <laughs> Granted, that is like the coziest spot of like Lord of the Rings, other than like Rivendell, is before the adventure even starts. You're like, let's just stay in the Shire. Let's the Shire is dope. Let's just not leave. The Shire is amazing. Let's chill here. I mean, Brian doesn't understand that reference, but. Of course not. I mean, he understands it. He just doesn't oh, he understands it. it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he's writing it down in his Venn diagram. <laughs> Oh, we forgot about that. Nice callback. It's just a big old piece of cardstock that he's continually writing that on. That Venn diagram won me luck points, man. Hello, my name is Jackson Pounds, and I play James Malden. Um, I was going to say that James feels most at home whenever he is with the group, similar to what Andy said. But um, if I have to deviate from that, I would... Um, it's being, like, in the, when he was in the library, when he helped uh, the man and his daughter's relationship. So it's it's not necessarily location so much as is uh an event yeah and the helping of someone else in the small things in life the small sort of for sure and i'm riley wesson and i'm this campaign's dm as i said previously um and i'd say probably the place that i felt most at home i don't know most at home but probably like the place that i had the most fun was honestly like in the first couple of episodes when i dropped all of you guys in the the ruined high school and just was throwing all kinds of shit at you guys and just listen to you <laughs> all go, wait, what's going on? What is that? Oh, my God, what's happening? Uh, just filled me with a lot of joy. Just made me very happy to witness Aww. and to be a part of. But I've lived all of the spaces. Um, Bubberfield really came to bite me in the ass, though, because I did way too much prep on it. And you guys were you guys got way too invested in it and wanted to go everywhere. And I was like, yeah, we gotta get out of here. We you specifically told us that you had developed this whole you gave us a map round in the inside of every shop. You gave us a map. <laughs> you drew that map, too. Yeah. And I'm never doing that again for this campaign. My God, you done goofed, kid. I done goofed. I really goofed myself <laughs> on that one. So 
last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students learned from their new friend Renee Kelly about the situation in Boomerfield, where children are forced to work while adults relax and pursue their own passions. This inequality led Renee and a group of friends to create the Runaways, a group of children banded together to rebel against the system in place in Boomerfield. The students traveled with Ren to their hideout, running into some terrifying dolls and gondoliers along the way that they made short work of, and learning of another group, the Hideaways. Older children and now adults that split from the Runaways and prefer to escape and party beneath the city rather than break the system that's in place. They finally reached the hideout where they met Ratness Severed Spleen, a Renee's <laughs> second in command, who they got off on a bad foot with when Cecil played her one-on-one and absolutely destroyed her in basketball because he's twice as tall as she is and continued to gloat about <laughs> and it. And also because he's very talented and athletic. Of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that evening, Cecil had a heart-to-heart with James, Victoria was nearly manipulated by Lil Gus in her sleep to strangle Cecil, and Brian slept soundly. The next morning, Renee told the group what the Runaways needed them to do to further their plans. Go to a rave. And that's where we are now. <laughs> you guys are gathered around uh, a sort of makeshift table uh, with some plans and like papers in Ren's tent. Uh, and Renee is there with Ratness at her side. And they're kind of looking over these plans. And Renee has just said, we need you to go to a rave. <gasps> yes! Oh, my God. Okay. What kind? Um, Are we talking like the kind where you like have it's like a silent and you have the headphones? Are we talking about the kind that's like uh, uh, like special like headliner? Um, Are we talking about the kind that's a little like seedier with like, you know, like uh, substances? Um, Tell me all about it. Renee is kind of caught off guard at your intense outburst and she kind of uh, just just I haven't been to a party Mm. in so long parties in Texas are literally just like we're gonna drive our trucks through the mud it's just Mm -hmm. bullshit okay so yeah I want to know everything about it um so it's in the hideaways um area Mm. as I mentioned last time they like to sort of cut loose and forget about the world down in the crypts in the the catacombs of the city gotcha and their sort of party spot moves from place to place throughout the underground system love it site specific that's great yes the thing is they know who we are myself and ratness so we can't quite get in but now that the four of you are here and the hideaways don't know who any of you are We think that you could possibly sneak your way in. The thing is, to move forward with our plans, like it or not, we need the hideaway's muscle. Mm. They are much more adept at fighting, much more grown. A lot of them are adults. And they have a bit more firepower and equipment that we can hopefully use to further our plans. But we need to stop their damn parties to get them to listen to us. Mm. How often do they party? It's pretty much a nonstop sort of thing. They kind of party and eventually someone says, let's move over here. And they just sort of make their way through the tunnels until they find another open space and they just set up shop and just keep going. It's honestly a bit impressive. Kind of, yeah, I was about to say, that's kind of impressive. That's a lot of stamina mm, right there. Yeah. They have they have a thirst for partying and it refuses to be quenched. But hmm. what we need is for you to hopefully stop this party so we can talk with their leader and get them on their get them on our side i mean i i believe that i will particularly be adept in stopping a party i have no doubt brian okay so when the party stops well the party don't stop till i walk in (laughs) is that an original thought or are you quoting something right now brian it was an original thought oh so you were, of course it is. You were quoting so, Kesha. So. <laughs> who, who? What? <laughs> I feel like we're getting off on a tangent. Okay. The hideaways were once runaways. How old are they now? And how are we going to get in if we're quote unquote kids? Well, not all of the hideaways are adults. I mean, oh. there are some that are young teens, 15. Oh, okay. So we'll blend in. Yes. Okay. The oldest of them might be 30, but... Ew, gross. Just like a, like a one thirty year old partying with a bunch of 19-year-olds. <laughs> Ew, no. It is a bit weird at times. That's called grooming. Ooh, yes. I can disguise myself as Drake. Oh. 
Jake Gyllenhaal, you mean? Yeah, or Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> Make it relevant. Ah! Or just ah! any uh, attractive male uh, celebrity. <laughs> so you could all blend in again. If gotcha. you make your way in, you should be able to slip into the rave and hopefully find a way to put a stop to it. So, okay, yeah. What, once we get it to stop, what's mm-hmm. the next, like, is there a point of contact we gotta talk to? Or is Their it just- leader. Ratness uh, chimes in. So that's where we come in. Ren and I will be posted up nearby, and we will be keeping in contact with you. And once the party stops, we'll be able to make our way inside and start talking with the leader. We'll be able to come in and back you up. Do we have to get them separate from the party or? Once the party stops, they'll probably kind of lose their energy. It'll take them a while to kind of recover, recharge, you know? Sure. In order to- We could smear the ground with pitch. What? We could smear the ground with pitch. Their shoes will stick and they won't be able to move. (sighs) I mean, they're already going to be on the dance floor. They won't be able to move. You're going to bring in barrels of pitch- into a rave where people are already dancing I, and yeah. spread it on the floor while they're dancing? Brian, we're not Cinderella. Speak for yourself. I don't <laughs> doubt the efficacy of, or the, the, the efficiency of the pitch on the, on the dance floor. I just doubt yeah. the logistical uh, tactics of arranging Well, it depends yeah. on how you deploy it. Really, there are logistical ways that you can make sure that it's deployed properly. It was just an idea. No, no, like it's, it's not a, it's it's not a, a terrible valid idea. idea. It's a terrible idea. It physically stops the party. Brian, Brian <laughs> okay. just turns and looks at James and is like, "Is this completely irrational?" Uh, Ren. <laughs> uh, sorry, what did you say? Something. Um. So you said that the rave moves. So I assume you know where it is going to be next. We don't know where it's going to be next, but we do know where it is now, which is why it's vital that we move now. Gotcha. We don't know when it might move. Keep it in one place. It won't be able to move. And then we'll stop. Whoa, Brian, I... stop trying to make pitch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all by chance happen to have like an armory? Or like a spare shield I could grab? We have some pots and pans. Nothing. Not fighters. The hideaways will probably have a stronger armory than we will. Sweet. Okay. Hopefully you might be able to get what you're looking for from them. Okay. So, uh, is there, did we get, like, a, a direction to head in at the moment, or? Yes, we can lead you there. Awesome. Let's go. All right, let's move out. Ren and Ratness kind of, uh. <laughs> I'll never get used to it. <laughs> Ratness glares at you as she is shuffling up papers. <laughs> and you see her kind of, like, tuck a few papers away in her in her satchel, and Ren tidies up the desk. And uh, they start leading you out of the runaways camp and they lead you out uh, sort of back exit and take you through the winding halls of the catacombs. And as you continue through the sort of run down, worn out rock and lichen and moss that's hanging from the ceiling starts to kind of give way to a bit more of a polished stone, sort of of a grayish color as you continue through and you pass by a few more underwater rivers and such until you finally start to hear some some thumping music in the distance. <laughs> Probably about 150 feet away or so at this point. I'm going to cast really quick mm-hmm. Disguise Self. Okay. And I'm going to make myself look like Kesha. Okay. Dang it, I was going to make myself look like Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Mr. Worldwide. Do it. <laughs> I make myself look like Pitbull as well. Jesus Christ. Brian is confused. This is Kesha. Have you never seen her before? Have you never heard her music? I, I... Like, I'm sure in middle school, at, like, some dumb dance, they probably played a Kesha song. I don't... I wouldn't know if they did. Why not? Yeah, I don't think Brian's ever went to... What? What? You never went to a dance? Have you been to homecoming or prom? Well, I mean, like, I know prom's mostly seniors, but, like... Sometimes underclassmen get invited. Yeah, I got so many invites to prom. <laughs> You've never been to, like, a dance or a formal or an outing like that? Um. You've never asked anybody? Nobody's ever asked you? Um. Dolly! Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Cecil just jumps into the middle of this conversation, bald head, sunglasses. I'm, like, looking at my reflection in, like, a puddle, and I'm trying to, like... Get myself hyped up. Um, so, Mr. Worldwide and... <laughs> Been there, done that! 
Kesha feeling like P. Diddy <laughs> with a bottle of Jack in hand. Stand side by side as the four of you make an insane group to look at. I- <laughs> All right, so just around this corner is the entrance to the hideaways party. We will be out here. I will be in communication with you. She pulls out an orange stone. She says, Does it, do, you, do you have one? And I can... Uh, uh, yes. She holds yeah, her orange stone uh, yeah. right underneath yours and keeps her hand there for a few seconds as they sort of reverberate uh, against each other. Sweet. Perfect. Glad I got your number. Hmm, you did indeed. When the party's over, give us a ring and we will make our way in there as quickly as possible. Gotcha. Brian is suddenly realizing the amount of camouflage that everyone else has. He's kind of like listening to the music in the distance and he just kind of he just kind of looks at the ground and um, scoops up a handful of just like dusty dirt and tries to rub a five o'clock shadow on his face. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> give me a deception check. Um, a, nine. a nine. It looks like you kind of fell down on the ground and just sort of got some dust on your face, unfortunately. Okay, he puts on he puts on his, his bucket hat and he's like, I think I might look like one of those rave dads. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. Like just one of those bummer dads that hangs out at the rave. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. The party certainly does stop when you walk in. <laughs> Brian gives a peace sign. Bratness flips you off. <laughs> Brian flips her off. Ren jumps in between the two of you. All right, all right. Calm down. Are you all ready? I think so. Uh, I am uh, not uh, going to... I'm going to help, uh, but I don't claim a ton of responsibility once I go into a rave, so I hand the orange stone to Brian. Brian hands the orange stone to James. <laughs> James mouth agape nods. <laughs> takes the stone. Cool. And then she just like walks in, just starts heading that direction. Brian looks at Victoria and goes, stay, and casts command. Are you kidding me? Uh, roll me a wisdom saving throw. That's okay. That's okay. That's an 18. She keeps going. Well, no, Victoria hears that. Stops. What? We're going into the rave. You're not supposed to go in big groups. That's like kind of lame. Party safety 101. Don't go alone. Fine. Brian holds up his hand in the number of three as if he's practiced this before. And he goes, number one, don't go alone. Number two, don't put down your drink. Number three, don't accept any substances. Victoria links her arm through Brian's and starts dragging him along. Brian holds up four fingers now and just keeps going down a list that you can't quite hear because Victoria is like dragging him off into distance. And uh, you guys make your way to the door and you see there's like a little bit of a slat and you hear some like bumping music from the other side. And as you approach, uh, you kind of give a light knock and the slat opens and you see two eyes from the other side. And they say, answer the riddle, man. And it closes and you look down and you see there is a riddle scrawled out on a sign uh, on the front of the door. And the riddle reads, I am a group and an occasion, an action and organization. Mentioning your favorite one of me at me could be a me foul and may lead to my disintegration. What am I? Kit, a party. Yeah, a party. The slot opens again and says, hell yeah, man. And it closes and the door opens up. Brian looks at Victoria and goes, I knew I'd be good at this and just walks in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I spent my morning commute making that one up. So (laughs) that that was really good. That was so good. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. So you guys walk in and there is like, you walk into this underground chamber and there are like stone arches over the room and you can see like multicolored crystals that are hanging from the ceiling and they're flashing all sorts of colors and you see an enormous group of teenagers and young adults and one 30 year old dancing among the crowd and you see them all just like bumping and vibing to the music and up 
at the very front of the room, you can see a stand. And on top of the stand is a DJ's booth. And behind the DJ's booth, on a really tall stool, you see this really short guy with this buzz cut and highlights on one side. And he is just like spinning discs uh, and taking drinks that are coming his way. And it is an absolute party in here. Brian beelines for the 30-year-old in the crowd. What? No! <laughs> Brian hits the crowd and accidentally gets smacked in the face by somebody else who's dancing. And so his hands go up. And then somebody nearby <laughs> him goes, yeah! And Brian goes, okay, cool. So he starts doing, like, the, the pump it up Victoria's gesture. Just thumbs up. Thumbs and, like, up. that's all he <laughs> yeah. has. And he just starts, like, <laughs> raising the roof because he doesn't know any other dance moves. And he's creeping through the dance floor towards that one 30-year-old. <laughs> Amazing. As you do, Brian, make me a uh, an athletics check. Ooh. Straight up mosh pitting. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. As you were bumping and raising the roof towards the center of this group, you see a fist fly your way and just barely dodge out of the way of it. And you dance up to this 30-year-old in the middle of the crowd. Oh, hey. How's it going? Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. And he he is also awkwardly raising the roof. This is a podcast, but I, God, I wish people could see this right now. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how loud do you like the party so far? Oh, it's a great party. Yeah. Good cool. vibes, I you just, know? I just got here. How long have you been here? Me? Oh, man. Like maybe two, three days. I don't really know, man. I kind of lose track of time down here. Oh, wow. That's, that's so cool. So like, did you have a, a job up top or you've just been down here for a while? Yeah, uh, I I actually was never like a kid that uh, was enslaved or anything like that. I just kind of heard a party one day and kind of made my way down into the catacombs. And I've just kind of been bumping down here ever since, you know? So you've been here for like 20 years. 20? No, like maybe 10. 10 years? Okay. Don't be crazy, man. No, man. No, man. I'm like you, man. I lose track of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, uh, Somewhere muffled in the back of the party, you just hear, Mr. 305! <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that! Cecil make, me, uh, Cecil, make me a charisma check. Just general charisma. Do I have Pitbull's charisma stats? or? <laughs> uh, I'll, say with a, I'll say with a Pitbull charisma, you have a plus five to charisma. With Pitbull. <laughs> it's a minus two. Uh, 14? <laughs> uh, you see like one person a bit nearby. Mr. Worldwide! Hey! Yay! Hey! Nice. James says, I need a beer. <laughs> Victoria links arms with James and says, cool, let's go find one. Cecil, you good? Donnie. Awesome. <laughs> cool. We're going to walk off and we're going to go find beverages. Does Brian see them walk off or is Brian in like the middle of a mosh pit? You're in the middle of a mosh pit. Make me a perception check with disadvantage. I got 20. Good. Hey! With disadvantage? With disadvantage, yeah. Uh, yeah, you see, the, you see James and Victoria making their way over as they leave Pitbull behind. Actually, okay. sorry, you see James and Kesha make their way over to the bar yeah. as Pitbull vibes in the back. Brian switches from raising the roof to a to ye old disco move with pointing towards the roof. <laughs> and he just yells loud enough for them to hear, Don't drink the punch! Victoria ignores it. <laughs> she fucking does. Brian, as you change dance moves, uh, make me a charisma check. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Great. Um, ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get slammed in the back of the head for six damage. <gasps> That's a lot. Mosh pits are no joke. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's but hard. I get back up, and I start I start cabbage patching. <laughs> make me another charisma check. Oh, man. <laughs> Th- this is the episode right here. What are you trying <laughs> to do? It's just an hour uh, of Brian terribly dancing 13 13 okay you're kind of dancing and you shift moves uh and somebody starts to come up to you but then you see the 30 old next to you start to cabbage patch along with you uh and they the other person just kind of goes about their business oh god you got saved i'd like to try and make my way over to like a punch bowl or something that's where we're going yeah yeah you follow kesha and james over to the sort of bar area Hey guys, I got an idea. Sorry, guys, I've got an idea. Oh God, what's that? This went so much better than I ever could have expected. 
Could y'all create a distraction for me? Get people's attention away from the punch bowl. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I want to try something. What are you? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you try something, what exactly? Let's talk this out so that I know what to expect. Sure. Don't drink the punch. I'm gonna oh. see if I could stop the party in a very abrupt manner. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill anyone. What I'm are gonna, you? Okay, but what are you gonna do? I'm gonna. I don't know. Alchemy shit. Okay. Cool. Oh, cool. Got you. I'm gonna make everyone hallucinate with my acid fish. <laughs> They're probably already on something. Oh my god, are you gonna put it in the punch? <laughs> I might try something else. Hey man, go go with your gut. Brandon sees the DM's face. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna do that actually. What I said before. Okay, y'all y'all do something. I'm I'm gonna look through my shit and I'm gonna figure this out. Y'all figure out. I've already walked away. Okay, where are you going? I'm staying on the outskirts of the mosh pit. Okay. But I'm trying to get as close to the stage as possible. Okay. As you try and do that, the crowd is sort of like, it starts to spread out as it gets closer to the stage. So there's no really like wall room to get near there. Gotcha. 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 And as you do that, James, give me a, roll me a D20. Uh, an eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. The party continues to bump. Um, a song changes uh, and it's just good vibes, man. Also, I realized when I cast Disguise Self, I didn't roll. Oh, yeah. So I rolled. I got a 10. Okay, you're fine. Okay, cool. And Cecil also rolled me a Wild Magic Surge. 10. Yeah, and Brian also rolled me a d20 as you continue to Cabbage Patch. 18. Cool. Sweet. Nothing happens for any of you. Uh, James goes up to the wherever the hors d'oeuvres table, the beverages, goes up and is someone sitting behind? Sometimes someone stands behind the table i don't know if anyone's there's a few people that are like kind of sort of like dipping in and out around the table but not really anyone that's sort of like monitoring monitoring is there any um not barring the punch is there any kind of like a golden ale or amber ale some kind of beer oh yeah there's some there's some six packs around some austin east ciders over there in the corner they got they got like a name brand brewery in this universe probably yeah all right you see a six pack of boomer ipa boomer ipa Ew. The palest ale there ever was. All right, so I tear off one of those, crack oh. it open, and I, I'm still keeping an eye on where everyone is. I'm just taking... It's for my nerves, because James doesn't do this. For sure. Also, Brian, as you continue to dance, roll me another athletics check. <laughs> Get out of there, man. Yeah. Oh, man, this is so... I love that these roles are, like, character motivated, <laughs> you know? You're gonna have to jump in there and pull Brian because out. Because that was a two. You take another six damage Brian. Uh, as the crowd starts to get a bit rowdy. Right. I, I switch. I, I recover. I recover. Hey, man, but you're I not have, looking so good. I recover, but I have lost my bucket hat. So <gasps> I drop to my knees, and I'm searching through the crowd oh. for my bucket hat. What are you doing? Are you trying to Brian get has killed? never been to a brave before. I shouldn't have left you. I shouldn't have left you. Brian, as you drop to your knees, roll me a d20. <gasps> An 11. Okay. There's like a beat drop to the music uh, and people are just continuing to jam. Brian starts to realize that his heartbeat is not necessarily syncing up with the beat of the music properly. So he's like suddenly hyper aware of his heart rate, but also looking for his bucket hat. Cool. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna Victoria. Pull out. Oh, oh go no, go. Go, no, go, no, go, no, go. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, by all means. <laughs> Gross. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out kibbles, uh, kibbles, alchemical guide, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and flip to see if I can identify any herbs in that compendium that match up with my ten gold worth of herbs that I got. Okay. Oh, um, I, and specifically, I'm going to try and look for something that is either a... Diuretic. A diuretic, <laughs> a uh, yes. some sort of, some sort of um, anesthetic, Sedative, yeah. something that might lull the crowd if they were to imbibe. Cool. As you do that, uh, roll me a perception check with disadvantage as you're focusing on this book. Oh my god, y'all. Something's going on. Boy, howdy. We are not catching it. That's... Not not great. Um, that's a four. Wait, that's a six. Slightly better than a four. Yeah, still not great. Somebody comes by and smacks the book out of your hand. <gasps> You're, we're not here to read, man. We're here to party. Darling, man, that's not fair. Mr. 305 of you. 
the book tumbles down the table uh, and is 10 feet away from you. Perfect. And uh, Victoria, roll me a d20. Okay. 17. 17. Okay. There's like a pause in the music and then it like shifts into this really upbeat version and everyone's like jamming out to it. Nice. Okay. I'm realizing that it's really difficult to get to the stage. Can I clock where Brian went? Um, roll me a perception check at disadvantage. <laughs> isn't, he on the gra- <laughs> isn't he on the floor? On <laughs> the floor in the middle of a mosh pit. It's to see if you like happen to catch him drop to the floor. Yep. Nope, I don't. Uh, that's nine. <laughs> You're kind of jamming by the table. Okay. And like you look and you see Brian raising the roof and cabbage patching and you turn back and you turn back again and Brian's just gone. Shit. Um... <laughs> I'm going to cast message. I'm going to point in the direction that I know Brian went, and I'm going to cast message. Hey, you good? Where are you at? Sure. Uh, roll me a d20 yeah. as you do that. 13. Yeah, Brian, you hear you hear Victoria's voice in your head as you are scrambling on the ground. I just yell, I can't find my hat! <laughs> you you hear that, that yelled back in your message. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, oh, shit. How big, how big is the dance floor? It's like a 150 foot radius. Wow. It's a huge room. Gauging how many people are in here. At least 200, probably more. Okay. All right. And as you take in the scope of that, you hear an enormous beat drop take place and the entire place starts moshing. Everybody roll me initiative. Oh no. Oh, Brian, no, you've already taken damage. Oh, I'm screwed. Brian, they're gonna die. We knew ah! Brian was gonna die in a rave, guys. No! He also rolled a four. James rolled a five. Eight. When that Eight. happens, he just drops his beer. Yeah, the bass like reverberates through all of you, and you can feel this palpable shift in energy throughout the room as things start to get violent on the dance floor. I'm screwed. Yep. I was hanging out by the 30-year-old. I thought I was safe. That was your first mistake. You thought you were safe in the party with the 30-year-old? <laughs> 30-year-old too. I like the conversation. Like, predatory. That, that you, you thought... You thought the... Okay. 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 <laughs> Seven. Wow. We all... Well, you all rolled like shit. Yeah. I mean, I understand. That's terrible. Are we rolling against 200 people? Who are we rolling against? No, no you are rolling against just one creature. So... As this shift in energy reverberates through the room, things start to get hectic and violent. Uh, and I need... Uh, how am I going to determine this? I'm over by the punch bowl. I'm I'm not in a crowd. Yeah, everybody, for now, everybody except for Cecil, roll me a D4. Well, no, James is over with by the yeah, table James with him. By me. I was the one making my way into the crowd, and Brian is in it. Okay, so Victoria and Brian both roll me a d4. Okay. I rolled four. Four? Jesus. Two. Am I going to die? Okay, Brian, you're going to take three attacks, and Victoria, you're going to take one. So, Brian, I'm going to roll for three attacks against you. Um, So that is a 22 and a nat 20 and a four. (gasps) So, Brian, you are going to take 12d6 of damage. Oh. Are you kidding me? Uh, 12d6? No, I'm not kidding you. Uh, it's 4d6 for each hit, and I rolled a not 20. Okay. <coughs> I'm going to die in a mosh pit. It's very easy to. I know what I'm saying. This is like Astral World. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sweating. There's. I'm yeah. sweating. I don't like it. <laughs> Brian, you take 53 points of damage. You're... I'm dead. Uh, you are unconscious on the ground. And Victoria, oh my God. Um, you avoid any damage, but Brian, a group just like descends on you and is throwing wild punches, arms flailing, kicks going all over the place. Even if I was completely healthy when that happened, I would have been fucked. And Brian, you are passed out on the ground. R.I.P. Cabbage Patch. I will say, Victoria, you you are able to spot that. Okay. How far away from James am I? From James, probably about 40, 50 feet at this point. Fuck. That is the rave's turn. And Cecil, you're up. Do I know generally where that... Yeah, so like, am I able to approximate where Brian went down? Uh, Roll me an intelligence check. (sighs) Just to see math and tracking stuff. Is that just an intelligence check? Yeah, just straight intelligence. That's a natural 20. Hell yeah. For a 24. 
Yeah, you think back to where you last saw Brian and you're like, he probably is around this area. <laughs> you just gotta look for the 30 year old. I'm right next to the 30 year old. We saw him join the 30 year old, so we. The fucking 30 year old. <laughs> Brian's also passed out on the ground with a dirt beard on his face, being waited to save from the antisocial one and Pitbull and Kesha. <laughs> I cast Entangle. Ooh where the crowd is, where I think Brian is. So everyone within a 20-foot square centered on where I think Brian is has to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Um... Out of the ground begin these vines that begin to twist and entangle and grab people's feet and prevent them from moving. So it becomes hazardous terrain. Okay. Brandon, I rolled a nat 20. Another one. Apologies. You guys were okay. We have we have a backup plan. We're okay. We do. We do. Is that f- for like everyone? The thing is, Brandon. Technically, this monster can't even be restrained. Uh, I was going to make an exception of if it failed, then like Brian would be safe from any attacks. No one could really get to Brian. Are the people the monster? It is a swarm of humans. Gotcha. Then um. Also, Cecil, roll me a d twenty. It's a nine. Okay, you're good. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to create a unicorn spirit. So unicorn begins okay. galloping around. So everyone gains advantage on ability checks made to detect creatures in the spirit's aura. So you should be able to find Brian pretty easily, hopefully. Awesome. In addition, if you cast a spell using a spell slot that restores hit points, it also gains extra hit points. Oh. Very nice. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys see this spectral unicorn start to gallop over the rave, and you see some people in the in the audience go like, oh, sick. Far <laughs> out, man. Uh, and just continue just moshing and flailing. And Cecil, do you want to move anywhere, or are you sticking out there? I'm going to stay on the outskirts of yeah. this. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I yeah, I'm not getting in there. We're good. Hi, Victoria, you're up. Okay, uh, I'm gonna use my, my movement to get to Brian and Dash if I have to. Uh, yeah, it, it is considered difficult terrain. Okay, uh, but she just sees Brian disappear. Got the message. Screams. Yeah, I'll say with a dash action you can make it to Brian. Okay. Um. So is that my action so and my a, bonus? Or I have a bonus action? That is your action and your movement. So you have a bonus action left. Healing word. First level. Okay. Bonus action. Let's go. Cool. Uh, and roll me a d20, please. Don't fuck me. 17. Okay. So it's a first level. Is it like 1d4 uh, plus 4? plus your charisma. So it's 4 plus 2, 4, 5, 6. And then what's the additional? Get an extra 6 points. So that's, that's 12. 12 points. She rushes over to Brian and lifts him up and casts this. Uh, Brian, as you are, as your hand is like twitching inches away from your bucket hat, you kind of slowly fade out and all of a sudden you feel this yanking as you hear Victoria going, wake up, uh, as you are jolted back and you gain, uh, 12 hit points and you're conscious once more. Uh, and James, that's going to be your turn. Did you want it? I can, I can, I can run out. you want to try it? I can run out. No, what if you stay in? Why would I do that? Because then nothing can hit you. Yeah, but you have to get to me, and then we're all in it. No, I don't. I want to try something. I don't know if it's oh work. my god, I know exactly what you're gonna do. <laughs> I understand your brain way too okay. well. You're getting cocky. I'm gonna try. You're getting I, cocky. No, I don't know if it's gonna work. <laughs> if, it, if it if if it if this fucks up, then it... go big or go home, baby. When uh, Brian gets up because he's still in the middle of all that shit, I'm gonna take out one of the arrows and take out the ring of diamond defense and slip it on. And fire the arrow yes. out Brian because then is, nothing can. Brian has recovered and has gone back to just like as a default position. He stands up and he goes back to raising the roof, so his hands are in the air. I was gonna yell Brian as I shoot, and we can. Okay, but here's the deal: you can use the Valencia swiftness to to missile snare. You can. You can. Yes. So to catch it, you have to roll higher than James's damage. Okay. James, first roll me an attack roll. Do you mean to, to hit? Yeah. yeah, to hit. Okay. To get to our area. Uh, an 11. Great. Oh, okay. It's fine. I've got, another, I've got another idea. I will say, James, you do have luck points. You have the lucky feet, so you can roll again. It was, it's exactly your fucking AC. That's okay. It's incredible. That's a hit. That's a hit. It's literally exactly your AC. Okay. That's a hit. So, oh okay. So, in that case, roll me damage. Roll low. That's okay. That's fine. Because you, you survived. It was 11. Yep. 
now you can use the Valencia swiftness to catch the arrow. Oh. And so you can reduce it. And if you reduce it enough, you can catch the arrow and not take any damage. So roll me a D10 and add your dexterity modifier oh plus boy. your character level. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, so it's a D10 plus two for your dex plus six for your level. Uh, I have her, three decks. Dex. Three. I have three decks. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So so you you need to roll a two or higher to catch this arrow. So seven. seven. Yes. <laughs> so you catch the arrow and the the ring slides onto your finger uh, and you turn completely to diamond. You cannot move, but your AC is forty. I'm in I'm in the position of my hands raising the roof. Yep. You absolutely are. <laughs> With an arrow in your hand and a ring on one finger. Yeah. James. Uh, <laughs> and James, you can roll me one more d20 to try and attack the crowd. Uh, 19 to hit. 19? Yeah. Okay, great. Roll me damage. Sweet. I forgot to say before this, but Ren and Ratness had equipped you guys with some like non-lethal weapons to just knock people out because they're like, we're still going to need these people to be on our side. Sure. But we just need to stop them. So it's like, we're, you're not actually going to be like murdering this entire party. Yeah. Oh, so I just have like bludgeoning arrows or, or just like knock. Yeah, them you got out. some blunt oh, okay, arrows. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, six damage. All right. Yeah, you see a few people kind of drop uh, as you fire this arrow. Brian, it's your turn, and you can do absolutely nothing. Uh, so that brings us to the turntable effect. Brian, roll me a d6. How do you come up with this shit? Six. Six. All right. Everybody roll me a constitution saving throw. Do I roll? I'm a rock. Including Brian, but I think you had advantage on constitution saving throws. Oh, no. 22. 17. 14. Nat one. Nat one. Oh. Okay. Everyone else is okay. Cecil, as you send out this unicorn spirit, some like noxious fumes start to hit your nose and you see some people that are off to the side that are smoking <laughs> something at this party. Hey. You have a contact high and you are poisoned. <gasps> nice. Uh, so until you are healed of your poison state, uh, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. That brings us back to the rave. Everyone roll my D4. Jeez Louise. Including Brian? Uh, and it, yes, including Brian. At this point, you want Brian to take the hits. <laughs> The party is now spread out amongst the room. Three. Three? Yeah. Four for Victoria. Three. Four for Cecil. Three. Okay. Cecil and Victoria both take two hits. Cecil. Okay. I rolled a 20 and a 14. Yeah. Both hit. Both hit? Okay. I should have taken that pot lid. Cecil, you take, you take 37 damage. <gasps> Victoria... Both attacks are going to hit. I rolled a 16 and an 18 on the die. You take 30 damage. Dolly! Ow! Mr. Worldwide's hurting real bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, this party is now spreading out amongst the entire room, uh, and it is going crazy. Uh, Cecil, your turn. Okay. And yeah, you you see you see this gnome behind the turntable just bumping and turning discs. Uh, and shouting out over the entire rave. How far is the gnome from where I am? From where you are, I'm going to say uh, about 80 feet. Okay. We going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wild shape into a war horse. Wild shape into a party animal. Ew. <laughs> Ew. From a pit bull to a war horse. The party truly never does stop. Um, I'm going to use full movement, 60 feet, which I guess is half because it's hazardous. Uh, Yes. So you're now 50 feet away from the front. And then can I use trampling charge in that same? I think you have to attack to use trampling charge. Okay. In that case, that's all I can do. I'm going to get myself closer. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, Cecil, you shift into this regal war horse, very reminiscent of spirit, and you charge your way slowly through this enormous crowd of people. I'm like kicking people in the face, <laughs> trying to... Oh, party fell. Who bought the horse, man? You're mosh pitting. Victoria, that's your turn. If I'm in the center of the crowd, how far am I from the DJ? You're probably about 100 feet away. Fuck. <sighs> He's made out of diamond. But until Brian is no longer made out of diamond, he cannot do anything. No, 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 I know, no, no, but it's okay. I'm saving my turns. <laughs> we take the ring off and suddenly Brian like does all this. Nope, stuff. they're being banked. This isn't, you don't get interest on your turns. I do, they're being banked. <laughs> I need to get within 60 feet of the stage of the DJ. Okay, so you're 100 feet away now. So if you use your movement and your action, 
you will be within 70 feet of the stage. I can I can deal with sorry, I'm That's all no, that's no, all. No, 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 I've got it. Yeah, you I, shut your mouth. I've got an idea. Shut your fucking horse you stupid mouth. Horse. Shut your stupid fucking horse. Mouth. How high is the ceiling? Uh the ceiling probably about 50 feet. Perfect. Shatter at all the lights. At the lights. Yep. Okay. Oh, at the crystals. 10 foot radius. Yep. Yeah. You shatter all the lights uh, and no one can see anything now. Oh, God. But is that all the lights or did I, was it just a section? Uh, It's a section. Okay. So I'll say. Dimmer light now. It's like a bit dimmer now. Um, I will say, uh, make me a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's glass okay. raining down upon you now. Uh, That's a 22. Hell yeah. You managed to not get hit. The people around you, though, take seven damage. Sweet. As glass rains from the ceiling, and you can see a few people kind of go down to a knee. Uh, and the party's still going, but you can see a few people start to drop here and there. Can I still have taken my 30 feet and gotten closer to the stage? You'd only get 15 feet because you used your action to cast Shatter. Oh. And it's difficult terrain to move through the rave. Okay, I'll still take it. Cool. Also, Victoria, roll me a d20, yep. please. 18. Okay. Uh, James, that's your turn. I'm going to fire at that fucking gnome. Nice. Okay, the gnome at this point is 100 feet away from you. Uh, what is the range on your longbow? I have sharpshooter. Oh, hey. yes you do, boy. Let's go. So attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on my attack rolls. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that part of sharpshooter actually used. You chose it with me. <laughs> I, I don't did. know if you're aware of this, Riley, but James is hot. <laughs> I created a monster. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Riley, what are the feats that you want I should get? And you're like, these are the best fucking. I made the optimal ranger. You made Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. Roll to attack. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't apologize to the DM. <laughs> don't apologize for that shit. That may not. 15? What's his AC? Uh, that does not hit, actually. Okay. That's good to know. Just misses. Uh, 19. That'll hit. Full damage. 10 damage. Yeah, you fire it through the air, and this blunt arrow hits him in the side of the head. Oi! Why, who the fuck was that? As he continues to spin the disc, because party never stops. Is that the end of your turn? I... Actually, I'm going to put a, because uh, I think Hunter's Mark can be an ex a bonus action, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. I, I'm going to put a Hunter's Mark on him. What's the range on Hunter's Mark? Uh, it's 90 feet, 90. You can use your movement to get within 90 feet of him, though, if you'd like. Oh, right. Okay, well, that I guess I'm going to move forward enough. Cool. Yeah, you use your movement and make your way through this crowd and stare at him as your eyes kind of narrow in. And you get this really good sense of where he is and you sort of understand in your brain of like the area around him and how exactly to hit him. And as you do that, roll me a d20. Uh, four. Okay, cool. James, that is the end of the turn. Brian, it's your turn and you are frozen with your hands in the air. So that brings us to the turntable effect. Uh, Cecil, roll me a d6. Six. All right, everyone roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, Cecil, you're already poisoned, so who cares? Thirteen. 13. 11. All right, Victoria, you just barely pass as you guys, again, smell these noxious fumes. This extremely dank smell uh, waft over the rave. Cheap weed. And you are okay, but Cecil, you as a horse are quite high. Um, that is just scary. That brings us up to the rave. Everyone roll me a d4. <sighs> no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Two. One. It's a one. Who rolled a two? Sorry. Victoria and Brian? Yeah. Okay, Victoria and Brian, you both take two hits from the rave. Don't do anything to Brian. I'm a rock. Brian, d nothing happens. You have 40 AC. Victoria, you take one hit from the rave, and you take 18 damage. Oh, I'm not looking good. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, as you make your way through the crowd, somebody cabbage patches you straight in the face uh, and you get like knocked back in the nose and you're like bleeding from your nose and have like a black eye uh, and your hair is all strung out as you are trying to make your way through this crowd. Well, my hair is already fabulous because I'm Kesha, but uh, sure. That's fair. You are not feeling very much like P. Diddy now, though. More like P. Shitty. Very good. <laughs> very good, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, Thank Cecil, you. that's your turn. Um, I'm going to uh, move forward another... 30 feet closer i'm gonna spend my action and move another 60 feet reduced to 30 feet to get outside of the crowd and up on the dj booth okay 
It's like, the hell is this horse doing on my... <laughs> yeah. Who's fucking a horse? You clamor up on top of this DJ booth as this gnome goes, Who the fuck invited the horse? <laughs> and that actually is going to bring us to the DJ's turn. What? Uh, and he pulls out like two records that he holds in his hand uh, and he is going to attack Cecil. Uh, he's going to make three attacks against Cecil. The horse. The horse. Whose horse is that? One of them is going to be a 15. Let's go here. Okay. And he is going to use a defensive flourish. So he's going to add a D8 to his attack. And uh, whatever he rolls on the D8 is added to his AC for the next turn. You got real lucky on that roll. Uh, Cecil, you take seven damage as a horse. Okay. We're good. We're still a horse. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a fucking horse any day. Uh, and Victoria, that's your turn. Ha! Well, um, yeah, I will bonus action, first level, healing word. So I'll do that really quick. And roll me a d20. Ha, 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 19. Okay. And then she's gonna take out her pistol and freaking shoot, man. Okay. Freaking shoot, man. Technical turn. <laughs> okay. 23 to hit. That'll hit. And... Because it hit, I'm going to use a stinging sharp shot, and I'm going to stun him. That would be great. Okay, first roll damage. Yeah. Oh, six. That's okay. And wisdom saving throw of my spell DC, which I believe is 13. Okay. Whew, roll the four. <gasps> That's clutch. That's real clutch. Yeah, as like the the arcane rune on your hammer clicks, yeah. uh, it like morphs the bullet into this softer material. Ah, oh, yeah. As it fires, it clocks him in the side of the head. Yes. Uh, oh, whoa. Oh, fuck. Stun, bitch. Until uh, your turn, I believe. Yes, end of my next turn. That brings us to James. Well, if I break the stun, right, if I fire at him. No, so he's stunned until the next turn. Oh, it's not broken by... You get advantage on all shots now, because he's stunned. Wow. Murder! Brian says encased in diamond. Oh, um, sorry, one more time. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I guess, yeah, just fire at him. Cool. Roll me two attack rolls, both at advantage. So, 18. That's going to miss. You rolled it twice? No, uh, the second time it was a 26. That will hit. A... I'm sorry, you said 18 misses? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, and a 24. <laughs> okay, those are both going to hit. That's my man! <laughs> Brian says through the rock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be 13 damage. Yeah, you hit this guy as he is stumbling around on stage. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Oh, shit. I'm sorry, I forgot to... You also got Hunter's Mark. Yeah, so 18 damage. Okay. Brian, that's your turn. And that brings us to the turntable effect. Oh, God. Uh, James, roll me a d20. Or, sorry, d6. Mm-hmm. A6. Mother of God. Just everyone roll me a constitution saving throw. I have a lot of effects, but you guys keep rolling sixes. And I'm still poisoned. You're still poisoned. 18. Six. I got a 10. All right. Uh, Victoria, you are hit by the contact high, and you are poisoned. Uh, until you are cured of your poison. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Weep. That brings us to the rave. Everyone roll me a d4. Do I still have to roll a d4 even though I'm up on stage? Uh, you are up on the stage, so no. Three. One. Okay, so Brian takes three attacks. Victoria takes one. None of them hit Brian. Obviously. <laughs> and eh. Victoria's misses as well. That's a 10. Cecil, that's your turn. I could just body slam the crowd, crowd dive as a horse, but still stunned. I'm going to horse punch him. I'm going to just back up 20 feet trampling charge. Okay. Uh, roll an attack. Just a straight attack because you are poisoned. Yes. Are you serious? That's a natural 20. Uh, yeah. Roll me that sweet, sweet damage. Uh, needs to make a strength saving throw as well. He'll make that a disadvantage because he is stunned. Yep. He fails. That means I get to take a bonus attack. Yeah. Uh, 20 bludgeoning damage for the first attack. Okay. Second attack is a natural 19 plus 6 for 25. That'll hit as well. 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, this 
this gnome is so bloody on the ground right now. Murder! Uh, as he is, as, as from the crowd, all they can see is this horse just like stomping its hooves and they cannot see what is happening behind the table right now. Blood splatter just up on the oh DJ gosh. turntable. Yeah, and Victoria, that's your turn. Amazing. How close am I to the stage? Uh, I believe now you are... Am I within 60 feet? Yes, you're definitely within 60 feet. Fuck yes. I cast Shatter on the turntables. Nice. Okay. I'm going to make a save over here, am I? It is a 10-foot radius centered on the point. I'm centering it so that the gnome and the horse aren't going to get hit. I'm specifically trying to stop the music. Okay. And if there's front row crowd that get hit, that's fine. Yeah, so you're going to hit people in the crowd as well as the turntable. And it's a constitution save of 13 for the people. Um, I don't know. Okay, just a second. Okay, people. the people fail, and the turntable is going to make it at disadvantage. You got real lucky, because the turntable rolled a nat 20 and a 12, uh, so it just barely fails. It's 23 points of damage. Ooh. Great. Uh, yeah, the turntable jars as this crash of energy resounds around it, uh, and you see it weaken a little bit. It's still hanging in there. Um, but the rave has taken some damage, and it there are some people that are starting to like Scatter! slump on the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, you see a few pe- you see a few people slinking out of the doors, uh, giving an Irish goodbye, dipping out from the party. Nice. And also, Victoria, roll me a d twenty. Okay, that's a five. Cool, you're good. Awesome. Uh, would you like to do anything else? No, I can't because that was a spell. Cool. Okay, uh, James, that's your turn. Shoot! Shoot! Knock! Knock out the gnome. <laughs> Actually, you shoot can him. no longer see yeah. the gnome because he is prone behind the table, so you cannot hit the gnome right hit the now. Fine, I'll, I'll cave his face. His face. Shoot in. the people. Okay, I'll shoot. Uh, <laughs> just shoot into the crowd. Yeah, no, just like fire. Right. <laughs> shoot the people. I know. I guess I'll shoot at the. I don't know how much damage it is. Shoot at the turntables. I gave it twenty-three points of damage. So if we can stop the music, I think. We can stop the show. Right. I mean, should I aim them, like, specifically at the actual records? There, there's a dongle that's connected to, 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 to <laughs> the, the power nose. cable. Like yeah. power shoot cable. the power no, cable. No, no, no. He's shooting at it. Nothing works. Someone walks over and literally just unplugs it from the wall. Just plugs <laughs> it like, like, really? <laughs> that's all that, that we needed simple. to do. I don't know. Can I shoot at the turntable, Riley, and try to... I'll say if you're aiming for, like, one of the records or, like, a, a weak spot... I'll say you're taking the attack at disadvantage and it's going to be a plus five to the AC. But if you hit, it'll do double damage. Okay. I think that's a risk worth taking. Yeah, no, for sure. You got this. Okay. Nat 20. (gasps) Are you with disadvantage? Oh, shit. Sorry. But I was cool, though. That (laughs) was was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I I often don't do that. That was pretty cool, though. All right. So uh, 23 is the second. That will hit. Just go. Are you going to shoot twice at it? Uh, that's going to be 19. Uh, that will just hit with this raised AC. Oh, so roll damn. me uh, 4d8. Ooh, let's go. That's 35 damage. Do Are it, you murder. kidding me? Fuck. Murder the records. Yeah, you hit this turntable and you shatter both of the records on it. Uh, and the music is like slowing down oh, and it's <laughs> just barely hanging on. Son of a bitch. Brian. That's your turn. <laughs> we need to take a picture. And now we're going to go to the turntable effect. Uh, Victoria, roll me a d6. And if you roll a six, I swear to God, I'm ending this podcast. No, it's a two. A two. All right, everyone roll me uh, an intelligence saving throw. I got it. Do I do this at disadvantage because I'm poisoned? Uh, no, that's only for ability checks, not for saving throws. Okay, cool. 23. 18. Natural 20 for a 27. Are you kidding me? And not one. Holy shit. She's the dumbest fuck that ever fucked. (laughs) I'm not dumb. Victoria, as you cast that shadow, you're like basking in the glow of like, yes, I fucking did damage. I took some. (laughs) I did did something. (laughs) You're like looking up and you are so focused on that that you do not close your eyes as a strobe light flashes right in front of you and you are blinded until your next turn. Oh, great. That brings us back to the rave. Um, Everyone except for Cecil, roll me a D uh, a D four. Two. One. Uh, two. Okay, uh, so that's gonna be 
uh, one attack to Brian and two attacks to Victoria. As the crowd is dispersing, there are less attacks, so they only get three attacks now. Brian, nothing hits you. Uh, Victoria, both of those are going to hit. Yeah, you take 25 damage. I'm unconscious. And Victoria staring up at... Oh, no, I'm blind, so I literally don't even see it coming. Doesn't see someone just kick her in the back to the ground and somebody just step on her back as she is splayed onto the ground, unconscious. (laughs) Here for a good time, not for a long time. (laughs) 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 That brings us to the gnome who's still stunned. And also prone. And prone. (laughs) And uh, so Cecil, that's your turn. Okay, I rear up and I... Uh, I'm going to back up 20 feet and I'm going to make a trampling charge against the, the DJ table. Okay. Then that will be at disadvantage because the table is not prone or stunned. Okay. So that was 18 to roll. Even better. So an 18, 18 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Okay. Um, it's still a trampling charge. Okay. <laughs> I knock the table prone. <laughs> I knock the table. Technically it's not a creature, so I guess I couldn't do it. But Okay. Uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage on the table. Nice. Okay, Cecil, as you rear back, you run forward, raise up a hoof, and the second your hoof touches the turntable, the entire thing just collapses. It was, yeah! Um, was so <laughs> it's like not ding. going. <laughs> yeah, it, it was literally like like the ho- like the horseshoe touches it, and then just, just the entire thing crumbles. Um, and you see a single dongle uh, flop off to the side. Um, that's a floppy dongle right there. You, you follow the cable and there's like a, a crystal that's tucked away in the corner that they were obviously using to produce all the music. And as you do that, the music slows and eventually stops. And the crowd is kind of moving and driving. And then all of a sudden they kind of hear there's nothing going on. And you start hearing cries of like, hey, hey, what's... Oh, party foul! Who turned off the music? What the heck, guys? Yeah. Victoria, make me a death saving throw. Yep. This is going to happen um, real fast. I'm going to use the rest of my movement. That's a nine. 40 feet more movement towards Victoria. Okay. Uh, Cecil, you charge your way through the crowd, and as you do, Victoria, you fail a death saving throw. Uh, James, that's your turn? I don't have anything to help her. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, well, uh, then I, I let you know. I'm like, hey, I got Brian... <laughs> So I could you flag down you flag down <laughs> the horse the one horse in the party yeah I'm like I have the that one over there okay so are you gonna like go take the, the ring the off, ring off of off yeah. of Brian's finger okay uh yeah you take the ring off of Brian's finger and Brian after this entire wow. fight uh, you are human again uh and it is uh your turn Brian what would you like to do okay um I am going to. <laughs> Brian, your your consciousness goes from popping up after Victoria healing you, starting to do the raise the roof, catching an arrow, a ring slides on your finger, and the next thing you know, James is taking a ring off of your finger, and there are people passed out on the ground, and you see a horse making their way through the crowd in a crumbled turntable with a bleeding out gnome behind it, uh, and you can also see Victoria passed out on the ground. So I, I look around, I look around, and I think, oh my god, how did this... How did the, and then I see Victoria and I run towards her and I and I put my hand on her to shake her and go like, hey, wake up. And I cast Cure Wounds, second level, 10. Ten. Victoria, you gain, uh, you gain 18 hit points. Because of the unicorn. So Victoria just wakes up with Brian over her. I'm shaking you. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Throws her arm around his neck to like hug him. Thank you. That's really scary. Help me up, please. Ow. He just kind of is, Brian's kind of stiff, but it's like <laughs> Brian knocks up. her out again. Just... <laughs> yeah. He's like standing up in a way of like, okay, we're both at our feet now. You could be done. Okay. Uh, and as you cast that spell, uh, Brian, roll me a d20. Four. Cool. Uh, you help Victoria to her feet and you see the gnome sit up from behind the table and go, what the fuck happened? Why is there a horse in the middle of my dance floor? James, call. <laughs> I, I, I take out the stone. The stone, the... 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it works. None of us know how it works. You you hold it and like stare at it, and you're thinking like, "Fuck, I need to call Ren. I need to call Ren." Do I just say Ren into the? You see it. You feel like vibrating in your hand. Um, and you hear Ren's voice come out from the other side. Yes. Hello. Um. You can come in now. The door immediately is kicked out as Ratness charges in <laughs> with Ren right behind her. And Ratness makes it makes her way in, stands amidst the the crowd as Ren stands behind her and goes, Party's over. Hey. And with that, class is dismissed. Oh boy. You guys, I did so much in that fight. <laughs> I was so good. <laughs>